0: Hi, I'm Joe and I'm Ricky. And this is season 3 episode 19 of the Beer and Broadband podcast. It should come out on October 26, 2020. And um we're going to be talking about a bunch of different stuff. Um some tech, some brewing stuff, mostly brewing stuff, of course. Um but we're going to start out with talking about whiskey, which is not our normal thing to talk about <laughs> on the podcast, uh, but I happen to have gotten one that I really liked. I gave risk, uh, Risky, I gave Risky some, I gave Ricky some, and um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk through those things. Um, so this is Ardbeg Anoa. It is a um, Scotch. It's an Islay single malt Scotch whiskey. Uh, it's non-chill filtered. Of course, it's from Ardbeg Distillery, and I'm looking to see if I can find what the ABV is. I don't remember. Um, I think they made it so hard for me to read.
1: Forty-seven yeah, percent.
0: Yep, that's it. Just had to find it. All right, and so the the uh, I, I know I know you can't really see it, but the bottle is a uh, is an interesting bottle. It's uh, green glass, kind of, um, you know oddly shaped so nice um so what do you think
1: it's not bad it's definitely got like some kind of caramely notes to it there's some good oakiness but i this type of whiskey is not generally my favorite but you know kind of sweet little cream you know some butterscotch you can taste some like other kind of earthy notes in there like maybe nuts you know that sort of thing but uh
0: So this is something that I've intentionally not told you before. This is a peated Mm -hmm. whiskey. So a lot of that kind of fire, um, earthy note that you smell is the peat, uh, from the whiskey. Now we have another whiskey. It's uh, Woodford reserves, um, Kentucky straight bourbon, um, This one is 45% ABV, so it's about 2% less ABV, which isn't much. Uh, But it is a Kentucky straight bourbon. And I just, I I thought it would be kind of fun with Ricky not knowing much about the Ardbeg to have between the two and see kind of what he picks up different between the two smells and the two tastes and everything like that. Um, Since I drink this stuff all the time, I kind of... Um, thought this would be more of like a nice I don't do this very often. I don't get the briny, salty taste, the smoky taste out of stuff like that. See what you kind of get between the two. Um and and tell us about it uh there from your perspective. Gotcha. Ricky.
1: Yeah, well I just tried a little bit of the woodford it. It's certainly not as earthy. You know, I guess that's just the not having the peat in it. It's got a good like cream to it, a little bit sweet. You know, I'm not sure if I want to call that butterscotch or honey, but it's one of those kind of like golden flavors.
0: Yeah, so Woodford Reserve is, um, it's one of my go-to bourbons. So I, I, I prefer bourbon to scotch generally. Uh, most people don't. Most people prefer scotch, I think, that that are really into whiskey. Ardbeg is one of the few scotch, uh, peated scotches that I've gotten into where I'm like, it's it's not so much something i want to sip all the time this is something that i enjoy exploring so i'll sit down and i'm trying to pick out what i taste out of it because it's going to be a little bit different for everybody right um you know really when you're tasting stuff you're trying to pull from memory what it is that you've um, experienced before that reminds you of the taste in this so when i drink ardbeg i think of things like You know, I'm going out to the campfire, and I'm gonna sit with my family and roast marshmallows and things like that. Or um, when we used to have bonfires at a camp that I used to go to uh, up in the mountains, like things like that, are things that I get out of Ardbeg. Uh, Even though there's some other things, like um, you know, the saltiness kind of reminds me of the seaside. Um, The um, the I, I don't as much get out caramel or cream out of it um but i do get a kind of that fatty feel that you get on your tongue Mm -hmm. from it so like and and, you know everybody gets a little bit something different and what what you may be calling cream i may be calling a fatty feel right yeah um so uh yeah it's a it is a very interesting scotch i think um it's got a really nice clear caramel color to it um which I think, is interesting compared to the Woodford Reserve's very um, dark, um, comparatively, um, color. So when you sniff it, like when you just like kind of breathe it in, what do you get out of that, Ricky?
1: I'll have to pull it back out here.
0: The Ardbeg. No. Oh, the Ardbeg.
1: It yeah. The Ardbeg is mostly that light very like earthy i guess it's the peat you know i get what i just keep calling the earthy notes but that's really all i can smell out of it
0: oh it kind of
1: smells like uh and this is not in like a bad way but if you've ever um like you know you grew up in like a a yard that had like a lot of moss and you like pick up a big chunk of moss that still like the earth clung to it kind of like that
0: gotcha so um did you happen to bring any water with you
1: A little bit, yeah. I tried it with both. The water definitely helps. It brings out a lot more of the secondary flavors.
0: Yeah. If you drop like a touch of water into the yard bag, is there a difference between the way it smells when you do that?
1: Uh, Let's see. I gotta add that in real quick.
0: (laughs) I tried it with both, just not right now. (laughs)
1: actually that does it makes it smell a lot sweeter it like cuts through some of that earthiness so a lot of things that
0: that happen for me whenever i drink it with a tiny bit of like a drop of water inside of it uh which is what i just did it gives me some nice um cinnamon notes um it breaks up some of those like earthier tones and and makes them more diluted and then brings like the oils of things that i generally like in whiskey up to the surface um it also gives me a little bit more of a—it's um, not caramel, but it is a can, like a, a a candied, like a taffy kind of feel to mm-hmm. in my mouth. Um, I know it's hard to explain, but um, yeah. So uh, overall, I think Ricky, if you were to say, what would you say to people that maybe are interested in scot- t- trying a scotch? Uh, is this one they should try? Or... Yeah,
1: you should definitely try a couple. I mean, you know, it might not be your thing, but I still remember, like, when I was first old enough to drink, I bought, like, one bottle of almost everything because I wanted to try them. And that really helped me, like, find the stuff that I enjoyed. So I kind of always recommend people go for at least a shot at it, you know? You yeah. might love it.
0: Uh, I I I really like Ardbeg. Um, it is one of those that I've tried, and I, and I, and, and I sit back and I think, hmm... You know, if I would have tried this first, I don't, I, I don't know where my whiskey journey would have led me. I, I've never, I didn't try um, peated Scotch, like these really peaty flavored Scotch, mm. scotches first. So I'm, I'm, what I'm, what I'm going to do is start a um, forever bottle, you know, an endless bottle, so to speak, and uh, it's going to be a peated whiskeys. <laughs> bottle, because I don't want to put that in with my other non-peated bottles, because the peat, you know, kind of ends up taking over at that point, but, okay. um, yeah, so I'm going to start one of those, and this is my, this is my first peated whiskey, I'd, I knew I'd like these, this, because I'd had it outside of, like, my personal range, but uh, there's a couple other peated whiskeys that I want to try, um, I think Glenn Merengue makes one, I'm not sure uh, what the, what, what the specific one is, so. I'm going to try some of those. And they may show up on the podcast at some point in time. Um, so let's talk about coffee mail. Mm-hmm. And um, so what do you predict has happened with the coffee mail at this point? Ricky, you have any ideas? How
1: many weeks has it been?
0: Um, but about a month. About a month.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would expect it to be done with primary by then if things are going well. So it should have pretty much capped out. Um, all the sugar it's going to be able to get, but I'd still expect like a pretty good frothy flavor. That coffee is still pretty fresh at only a month. So I think it'd be, you'd be looking at back sweetening it at this point, if you wanted to add anything like that in.
0: Uh, It is at 1.035 from 1.1, I believe is the, um, the, the thing that I, I started mm. out with, I got to look. It was at 1.1. It went down to 1.03. I'm sorry. So it said about okay. 9.1% ABV. Okay. Uh, I do believe that I added um, some uh, some stuff into the second. Uh, so I moved it over to secondary already because I, mm. uh, it, it had sat there for so long at that that I was just like, mm, I don't know if it's going to go any lower. Uh, so I, I put, uh, two cloves and one stick of cinnamon in the secondary. I'm going to see if it'll, if that'll kind of reignite, uh, it with a little bit of rum, uh, in there. Well, let me make sure that I actually picked up. I've been looking at the wrong line. Yeah, that, that's what I did. So I'm going to see what that ends up doing. And I added that, uh, on the ninth. So a little bit less than a week ago, or a little bit more than a week ago, I added that. Um, so we're going to see what ends up happening. Um, I guess at the time of recording that is, mm-hmm. but so it seems to have stopped about 1.03. I may be back sweetening it um, soon. Uh, I just wanted to see if it would eat through the rest of that stuff and go completely dry before I did. Yeah. Did uh, you, um, that would put it at around 13% ABV. Yeah.
1: Did you taste it before you put it in secondary? I did. Okay. How was the sweetness? Cause 1.03 might already be close to what you want.
0: It is a little sweeter than I want. Yeah. Um, it, because it's it's not coiling coyingly sweet it's just um,
1: yeah it's like a Starbucks coffee kind of sweet like it, maybe it's, more than you put in yourself
0: right well it's it have you ever had um, like something that is is just a ton of sugar like a lifesaver or something it's yeah. not quite that but it is more than mm. like um, a european sweetness to something so it's it's a little yeah, bit yeah. more than what i would kind of expect there to be into it um
1: yeah i've always thought kind of the, the good range is 1.02 to the 03 So lower 03 is a bit much i think that's like when you're getting into the dessert wine territories remembering that right
0: yeah somewhere between uh 0. 0.03 and 0. 0.04 it has a bit of a nutty flavor to it that i wasn't quite expecting it's not off it's not bad but it is just a little bit nutty so in about a week i'm gonna i'm gonna check it again and if it um is you know a a bit better i'm gonna probably rack it one more time um and then move um take the cinnamon and the cloves and everything out of it and uh maybe add some stuff to back sweeten it uh, or to uh to to bring up some flavors, like maybe some, um, uh, some brown sugar to add some like molasses flavors to it or something. Cause it's, okay. it, it isn't a bad flavor. I'm looking forward to it aging some, cause I feel like once it hits about four or five months, it's probably going to be really good.
1: Yeah. Um, you might also try a little bit of it with, with some cream. Cause you know, once that fat coats your tongue, flavors change a little bit, it wouldn't be quite as sweet. That might get you closer to like a latte sort of feel
0: not sure that i actually want a latte i'm looking okay. I, I just I, I what what i wanted to do is just turn out to be something now I, I will eventually like put put it in a mug maybe warm it up put some cream in it see what ends up happening uh but i, I want to i just want to see kind of what happens because it's got like a nice it's got like nice honey notes it's got nice it's got a lot of things going for it um i'm just not sure exactly um this may not be the thing that i like uh now um today i was i was racking some stuff over and moving some stuff around and the ginger mead that i made mm-hmm. now let me tell you about that that just right now the way it is i ended up adding about a uh, half a pound of just some wildflower honey to it and it um it really you know brought it back up i only think it was half a pound it was like a quarter of a pound Uh, But it brought it back up to like a sweetness level that I like. So it's just, it's barely sweet, but it's so gingery. Like it's just like punch you in the face. Spice. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's, it is nice. Now, right now it's super drinkable. It doesn't quite smell the way I want it to because it hasn't off-gassed enough. So I'm letting it it set uh, secondary before I uh, move it over to bottling. But this is one of those that I'm going to, I'm going to like bottle up, bottle up okay Um, good good. yeah I'm pretty excited about it so I'll probably stabilize it after this and then bottle it so um probably about three weeks we'll see uh and then I'll let it set for a little bit but right now as it stands it's about 12 percent I think let's see um the ginger mead I added I'll have to go down and look. So it's about 12% right now, and then I added some honey to it. And if it goes dry again, it'll be somewhere around, I think, uh, 13%. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I didn't add much. It's like one point. But it may, if it doesn't go completely dry, then uh, we'll see. The Lalvin 71B yeast I used for it can eat through a lot more sugar, so I may actually add more to it uh, until it gets to a point to where it won't eat any more of the sugar or something like that. So we'll see. Um, have you heard about this, that the Mag MagSafe is returning to uh, Apple products?
1: Yeah, I did hear about that.
0: So when I, you know, I'm, I'm working um, right here from a computer. I have a weird dichotomy. I had to move my recording machine to a windows computer because this, Apple laptop just basically turned into nothing that would work for a recording unless I use GarageBand and that didn't work with the workflow that I had set up, um, and and maybe that's my own fault. Uh, for some reason, just Audacity will not work with this machine anymore, and I don't want to reimage it. But it has MagSafe on it. Like as a matter of fact, I just pulled the plug from it and plugged it back in. That's fantastic. I love it. Can't wait for that to come back to laptops. That'd be great. Like having that on a USB-C plug that could just Mm -hmm. come off. That'd be awesome, right?
1: Yeah, it would be. But I don't think that's where that's going, is it?
0: No, it's not. Yeah, (laughs) It's going to be on your iPhones. It's just a magnetic back for wireless charging. That
1: just seems so weird. Because I heard about that before you put it on the topic. And I used to be a big kind of like, I don't really see wireless charging. And I don't use it for many things. But I do have a wireless charger for my phone that has been handy um, just to be able to place it down on that pad when I'm at work, you know, because how often I have to move my phone around. But like, you just set it down. Gravity is your mag lock. Why do you need to have it actually connect to your phone?
0: Well, so there there are a couple things I could think of. Like, um, instead of having it come out the bottom, the mag uh, safe lock can be in any orientation. So, if you wanted to have your phone set side to side, it could come down the back and not be in the way. Um, That's
1: true, but my wireless charger does that as well.
0: Right, but but your wireless charger can't be picked up. It won't magnetically stay on the back of the phone.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm just saying, I don't know why I'd want it to.
0: Well, so, let's suppose that your phone's low on battery, you're wanting to watch a video, you're going to hold it in your hand, and you don't want to plug it in on the side because that's kind of... Cludgy for you or whatever. And I've seen like things that were, you know, like a right angle adapter for being able to be plugged to the side and stuff like that. But instead you want it to be like plugged in on, on the back so that it would allow you to have that orientation, but it's still connected. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: I do see what you're saying, but at the same time, I mean, I just worry, this thing is going to slip around. It's you're, If we're in that world of, well, I'm going to pick it up and use it on my phone, now your phone's heavier. The same thing Apple's been trying to say, well, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen by making, by ejecting all of your port will make your phone smaller and lighter. So, I don't know. I'm not sold on it. It depends <laughs> on how much they're charging for it. I haven't seen what they
0: Oh, uh, Oh You know, it. it's going to be like $30. It's going to be like $30 or $40. It's not going to come with a phone. Right. It's going to be $30 or $40. Yeah. I I, I personally, like, I think this is stupid. It should what I really want is to have the a MagSafe uh, connector for my laptop again.
1: Oh, yeah. No, those are great. I've got it still on my Surface, and it's wonderful. Best charger in my house.
0: Yep. The, the, oh, yeah. The Surface magnet-based uh, laptop charger is awesome. Um, yeah, by the way, that's the other computer that I'm using for this is a Surface laptop. Um, well, it's a Surface book too, but yeah, it works wonderfully for doing this and editing the audio and I don't have any issues with it. I'm very pleased. Um, but I mean, either way, the, um, the, 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 I I don't see this being the big hit that Apple probably thinks it will be. However, I could see like reviewers and sycophants just, Oh, gushing all over it. Um, you know, you know, and, and again, I use, I interchange, I have an iPhone that I use right now. I, I generally am an Android man, but the ability to contact my, I have a friend that's in Germany and she uses an iPhone and the ability for us to talk to one another over text message and call one another over, uh, voice, um, without having to use a third party app has been really nice. And being able to have that across all of my laptops and, um, tablets that I use that are Apple tablets has been really nice. So I've just kept that, uh, instead of switching back to my, um, Galaxy Note 9, um, which was the, you know, phone I used before this, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an okay phone. It works for what I want it to. It plays the games. I mean, I, there's no real difference between it and the and the Galaxy. It, it's about as fast as any of the Galaxy phones that I've ever had. It's about as fast as, fast as the Pixel phones I've ever had. And, you know, with them updating, it's, you know, kind of pretty close. So um, I don't really have anything that I hate about iPhones. So I don't want to make this into, like, a, I hate Apple section. But this isn't, like, something... I, I, what I would want it for is a laptop yeah. not or a tablet or something like that. Something that I, that I can type on and uh, – not even a tablet, a laptop. I want it on a laptop. <laughs> I don't want – I have wireless charging. I can put my stuff down, like, for my phones. Or having a wireless charging pad that I can set the laptop down on and when I carry the laptop around, you know, those are sort of things that I kind of want um, for – this sort of mag safe type life so um have you ever made cold brew coffee before
1: i have i've actually i for i think i talked about it on the podcast for a little while i was talking about making cold brew tea and i've started making homebrew coffee the last couple weeks
0: okay um so what tell, tell me how you do it how what are you using for your equipment
1: so i bought a little french press and i put in about like Four ounces to like two cups of water, in there of like coarsely ground coffee. I just have like a, a mortar and pestle I bought for something else. I crunch it down with. That works out pretty well. It's not as strong as I know some people like it, but it suits me pretty well.
0: So I um, put about a hundred grams per about two liters, and I generally make about two liters at a time. Okay. Um, I have this. Thing that I got that I actually think it's pretty great. I have a French press too. The French press does not work as well, um, for doing this as this pitcher that I got it. So basically it has a cap and then you screw the filter onto the bottom of the cap You sh- and then you fill the thing up with two liters of water, put the coffee into the, there's, um, like a spout at the top, you put the coffee into that. So you coarsely grind it up, figure out your 100 grams, put it down inside, leave it overnight for 24 hours. And in the morning you get some, or the, you know, anywhere from, I think it said uh, 12 to 24 hours. Um, I generally leave it 16 to 24. That's about the strength that I like it. Um, and mine's more like a concentrate. It is not, um, Something that you drink directly, but I take it. I, you know, pour it in a cup, and then I actually kind of like it heated up. Oddly enough, the cold brewed coffee is a little bit more enjoyable than the same coffee that is hot brewed. Now I oh, like yeah. hot brewed coffee, uh, but it's heated up. It's it's pretty darn wonderful.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I heat mine up too. I mean, the the whole big benefit of the cold brew is that. You know, you just don't get as much bitters. You, nothing's ever being like over seeped because, you know, you never miss the water timing or the water's never too hot. It's just that nice, smooth kind of coffee flavor with none of the extra riders on there.
0: Now, I I do like some of the bitterness that comes from the, um, the coffee uh, when it's brewed. So I don't want to make it sound like I never enjoy that, but there's a time and a place for that and there's a time and a place for the um the the cold brew you know kind of feeling of things and everything i but overall at any point in the day i can drink the cold brew and i'm very happy uh where with this you know it's kind of like it just it depends on the day you know Mm -hmm. so um i you know i i didn't know that you had gotten a french press to do this um I would suggest, I'll I'll send you the thing, I would suggest that you investigate that, because there's like a one liter and a two liter version, Mm -hmm. Um, and really the two liter is, you know, just right, it'll last you for a few days, makes it out, and you can put anywhere from about 60 grams to 100 grams of coffee into it, and, and make it either just a cold brew ready to drink, or, you know, like a um, concentrate that you add a little bit of, so I, the, I like to float the cream on top and let it mix as I'm drinking it down and then just dilute it a little bit with like maybe an ounce of water and a, um, I think it's a 12 ounce cup is what I normally drink out of. Um, but yeah, it's some good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're getting into it again. Uh, I, I'm probably, this thing will also let me make some tea in it. So I'm probably going to make some cold brew tea at some point in time. I've got some nice, tea that i've thought about making it's like a mango peach tea and i'm mm-hmm. thinking about doing that for my so, so this was the lead-in for the brewing talk <laughs> cold brew coffee cold brew coffee is what i use to make my um coffee mail i'm thinking about making uh, another tea um wine you know tea honey mm-hmm. uh, mead type thing and so i uh i'm thinking about cold brewing that and letting you know having like half a gallon of tea that basically is like a tea concentrate make it okay. very strong and then put it in to get that mouth feel and taste and everything so we'll see how that goes um yeah so mario kart i know that you like mario kart i like mario kart have you heard about this live home circuit thing that they're doing
1: yeah, yeah, I saw that during their, like, Nintendo Direct thing, and that's pretty cool. Uh, I got to admit, um, even just, like, outside of the, hey, it's racing cars, uh, me and my wife talked about potentially getting it when we move into a house that has even floors.
0: Nice. Well, I mean, with uh, with uneven floors, like, that could be the fun part of it.
1: Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure uh, how recently we've talked about how bad this, this rental house is, but it's it, there's some fun physics to this house well our daughter you know, likes to roll a ball and then watch the ball roll itself as it gets trapped in these little like wells
0: but but having a car that has to escape from a trap that like you know you have the the hallway sunken you know floor trap and mm-hmm. you have the uh the bathroom tilted floor trap and you have the ba- uh the bedroom uh, twisted floor trap, you know, like get maybe right up on the wall a little bit. It'd be kind of fun.
1: Yeah, maybe. No, uh, I'm no. still not convinced, but it is it is definitely a cool little idea. Build your own little racetracks. It's it's great for kids that are maybe don't have the attention span for like Mario Kart proper. I mean, maybe the attention span's not the right thing, but you know, kids are more tactile. They they want to be touching things. They want to be seeing things other than just what's on the screen
0: yeah um also if anybody heard me coughing there was a little bit of the Ardbeg left I drank it in my cup and uh, it went down the wrong throat hole so it went into my lungs and my lungs are burning Mm -hmm. right now it's terrible terrible waste of Ardbeg but I definitely can feel the whiskey (laughs) in the the lungs oh that was terrible Oh. Hate that. Uh, yeah. So back to back to Mario Kart. I've been thinking about getting it. Um, nobody else in my house really plays the Wii though. So um, it's the 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 it, you know it's my um, or I said the Wii um, the Switch. So it's it's kind of my device that I carry around with me. So I don't know if it'd be worth it, but maybe um, maybe I'll try setting it back up downstairs and we can play um this, you know, Mario Kart Live home circuit around. But yeah, it's uh well I'll let you know if I decide or not. If you get it though, uh we should definitely play together. Well I, did you guys end up getting a regular switch? Is that what you got?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we've got a switch. We've okay. got the the switch light still and we bought a like switch proper.
0: Oh. Okay. Not too long yeah. ago. Yeah the switch the switch light I think is the is is one of the better like portable kind of ideas. Cause it's just mm-hmm. got that, that better battery life, but nothing really beats the portability and then locking it into the dock of the switch proper. Yeah. All right. Well, um, then I guess that's the end of our episode. <laughs> so this, uh, this has been season three, episode 19 of the beer and broadband podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time and I hope you have a wonderful week.